Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. But a fanfic of a fanfic that itself is just between Fallout, the popular post-apocalyptic wasteland, and Mellow Pony, popular show about pasta horses. Hi, I'm fine. Joined once again with my co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. Uh, uh, hello, Weird? Hello? Dude, are we coming in? Hello? I think I I found him. Uh, you're, you're looking for one Sir Weirdington Esquire, yeah? Uh, and uh, side of fries. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> number forty-five. Uh, yeah. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, dear audience, and um, and and thou art fi. That's the me, host of the podcast. Yep. Um. Yeah. I've had like a wild, wild sleep. Not doing for yes. a few days now. Chiefly because of video games, but sleep haven't, yeah. Um, also brain haven't, of course. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it, 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 sometimes you just go through those 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 long stretches where it's real difficult to remember to eat or sleep or what we're we talking about. We're doing a podcast, right? Shooting horses that shoot and cry. Yes, that's what we do here. We talk about um, we report about the podcast about the horses that shoot and cry and sad and. Uh, so so last time um, we we had a uh, our, our heroine who is who is either um, hired gun or uh, Silverstorm. <laughs> Silverstorm, if you're nasty. <laughs> um, uh, she got backstabbed. <laughs> Or did she? <laughs> uh, be, because the, the this chapter opens um, with her uh, longtime antagonist, Smooth Tongue, uh, getting domed uh, yes. by high stakes. Yes, uh, and then everybody uh, clapped, and then they gave Silverstorm a hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and that horse's name was Einstein. The I'm president just of McDonald's. I'm just imagining we, we, we cut to uh uh Silverstorm is drooling on a yes. on a on a on a medical cot a hundred dollars. Yeah, um, see uh, cause, yeah, cause like I'm imagining when she like see like this, it just gets like really wacky and cartoony <laughs> where like everyone like applauds and it like You did it, Silverstorm. Like, you took down. you took revenge, yay! <laughs> Everyone's proud of you. Um. Uh. So. So. Word to the listeners. I read this chapter um, too many days or weeks ago. Um. I, I. I tried to read ahead of time, and that turns out to be a mistake for me. <laughs> um. And and somehow my brain got the events of the last couple ta- uh, chapters jumbled. So as as you might recall, last chapter began with them walking into a room and confronting. Uh, a, a smooth tongue, like it ended the the chapter previous with the don da don smooth tongue, um, and here it opens with um, a a a like three paragraph fake out of and then high stakes shot him in the brain. Yes, but that's what I wished happened. Instead, <laughs> he uh, it was my brain that was uh, did got the shoot. Yes, and so my. 
I somehow got it completely jumbled in my head uh, last week and was very confused reading uh, because I could have sworn that it opened with, um, yeah, like, so, so, like, the, the my perception was that the uh, previous chapter ended with them, like, dun-dun-dun, it's smooth tongue. And the next chapter began with, and then Heisig shot him. <laughs> yeah. And that Which turns out to also be a lie, um, yeah. sadly. Uh, so, so we, we transition from that to, um, so, uh, Silverstorm being barely alive on a cot. Yeah, a medical drama is happening around her. Um, uh, she's muzzled. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the, like, the number and expense of the straps used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to bolt this horse down. didn't work. <laughs> um... But yeah, we get we get flits in and out of consciousness, but basically the like the the long and skinny of it um is that yeah, she got stabbed in the back by high stakes, which sucks. Apparently got immediately sold by Smooth Tongue to somebody else who was willing to buy her. And apparently they didn't actually really need her as much as they needed just her pip buck, but like whoever is like running this joint, like insisted. Uh, to also get as a package deal. Uh, <laughs> we we want to buy the horse it comes with. <laughs> it is a pretty, it is an exceptionally large horse. <clears throat> it comes with a free baby. It does come with a free baby. And an idiot. A lot of ups and downs on this break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's, what, that's why the baby is free. Like, the baby has a lot of, like, good technical skills and... <laughs> Um, so it, it, it's a, it's a really high value baby, but it also comes with an idiot. So, you yeah. know, eh, balances 50-50. out. <laughs> uh, we have another sort of like dream sequence about like defending Mare for it. Cause it's like, you know, we've been getting this sort of like piecemeal, uh, bits by bits, like what actually happened. Uh, but it seems they got like, uh, big, they severed their ties with the Crimson Hoof and then like immediately got like attacked for it. And it like it's sort of up in the air uh, whether or not the attack is like uh, some Just other unaffected her, raider. Her imagining of like the aftermath of the raid that she was told about last chapter. Yeah. Uh, or if this is just history repeating. Yeah. But yeah, it's just to further instill that like you know they 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 cut their ties with Crimson Hoof and they paid for it, uh, and this is like probably how. Like, I'm just guessing this is probably how uh, um, she lost her, like, first child, like, adopted child, and why she's, like, gun-shy about raising another. Uh, it's probably because of this attack. But, yeah, so she she comes to, uh, eventually, uh, and we get to meet the person who bought her, uh, who apparently, like, is from a really early chapter, like, chapter, like, honestly, like, chapter two or three. It's that like way way back in back in the before times. Also, by the way, we're on chapter we're on uh, chapter eighteen. Uh, it's called uh, "So Says the Mirror." Got to be better about remembering the names of those chapters like that. But yeah, uh, we we meet back up with um, this because I never ever will Steel Ranger who was like annoying at like a checkpoint when they were like moving a caravan just before it got attacked. I vaguely Name- remember that guy named blackwater and she's the worst <laughs> she's the worst compliment like like in brackets complimentary 
as opposed to smooth tongue. He's the worst. <laughs> Derogatory. And and like, like we'll get into it. The thing I want to say right up at the front is that like Blackwater is the kind of character I like hating as opposed to smooth tongue who I hate hating. Like I hate smooth tongue in the sense that he's the kind of character who is like not bad, but he's like a drag because he just feels like he's just failing forwards and pretending like he had a plan the whole time. Or at least that's yeah. how I'm choosing to interpret him is that he's like, Oh, I'm this Machiavellian schemer. And it's like, dude, you're like Lord humongous. Like you're not a fucking, like <laughs> <laughs> you're the leader of a bunch of like idiots on, like on the road. Like you moron. It's, it's just a frustrating like character, but I like Blackwater because where, uh, Smooth Tongue talks a big game. He talks about how he's always in control. Blackwater just is. She, she's, she's just naturally fucking evil. An absolute right bastard. We get sort of explained the deal. Uh, so, uh, Smooth Tongue, like I said, Smooth Tongue uh, sold her because, you know, don't want to waste a perfectly good horse. That's uh, Them's good eatings. And they needed the pip buck because of... I'm a deal maker, you see. <laughs> What is incredibly... Always turn everything to my further advantage. I, I, like, I started getting weird flashbacks. Like, I just fell into the Pl Project Horizons <laughs> dimension for a while in this chapter. Because, like, the, the actual plot is like, okay, you have a pip buck. Okay, like, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase this because it's a lot of, like, back and forth thing. But sh sh we, get, we get told, oh, yeah, remember when you went to that stable and you just, like uploaded a bunch of crap off of their their computers so it turns out that you also like uploaded like a, a really critically important password also they're in the like mountain base that uh or like like the that they like around timber um that's that's where they're going uh that really important weird military base that like has One been full kind of, of robots immediately above like lumber that is sealed under force fields Yes, but they, but apparently she, she has a password that can get in there. And so they want that. And the argument is like, well, like a, apparently a lot of people just said like, okay, we'll, we could just saw her leg off and we don't need to, we don't need a whole horse. <laughs> um, but, you know, Blackwater being like enterprising went, well, also we could do with a mind detector. <laughs> so... Uh, we figured, um, instead of sending anyone useful, I could send you and your little posse, uh, into the, into the, the, the building, and you could do it for me. Or die! I don't really care! You exist at the perfect intersection of, 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 of utility and disposability. <laughs> uh, making you perfect. <laughs> why, why would we so, why, why would we saw the leg off of, uh... Uh, of this perfect uh, uh, mining canary. <laughs> but, and like, this is what I mean about, like, where I think that, like, you know, uh, uh, Blackwater really walks the walk in addition to talking the talk is that, like, compared to Smooth Tongue's impossibly stupid plan of just send them in hoping they work as a distraction. And he lost <laughs> a bunch of his forces for that. <laughs> as opposed to here, which is like, there is literally no risk to me doing this. <laughs> the worst that happens is you die, and then I have to send actual trained people in. But it is no skin off my and back. And then we otherwise. won't have to waste any uh, uh, energy on the saw. We can just 
look around for the already discarded limb. But yeah, we also learned that like uh apparently uh um Flair and Serenity like tried to like get her back, but you know, unfortunately got immediately captured because they're two small horses against an army of armored <laughs> it's horses. A baby and a moron. <laughs> yes. It's a very capable baby, but <laughs> it's a really big moron. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's hard to communicate like just just cuz like a lot of it's just in like the way that it's written, but like Blackwater just comes across as like very like cold and disaffected, but also like twisting the dagger as necessary, like applying pressure uh as needed uh in a really effective way. Uh, cause it's like, so, oh, I'm also going to send your, 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 uh, daughter in. And it's like, why would you do that? Oh, well, you know, people fight harder when family's around. <laughs> You'll give it an extra gusto. And that stuff, like, I love that. Like, that's just such a, cr- like, it's, it's cruel social engineering. I like it. What's, um, what's even better is, 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 uh, envisioning all of this coming through, like, the uh sound of a rebreather like yes. the sound of like a a uh powered armor projection system mm-hmm. so like horse vader here <laughs> <laughs> nothing quite like a faceless uh metal monster being flippant oh it's great i love it <laughs> it's my favorite um we also get like an explanation on like what happened with timber uh and like again it's like i really like the the sort of writing here is that blackwater is so like flippant and nonchalant about like oh yeah we burned it uh it took us a while too we like dragged people into the street and we executed them one by one took like four of them before they all broke uh and that's just like that's just haunting like that's just really chilling uh <laughs> uh it took us until we like like i think like they mentioned like they killed the barkeep which was someone that she was particularly fond on so we did that and also we killed the mayor we blew him up good uh, uh, blew his ass up with a landmine. Uh, but you know he even gets like a little bit of like a a, a back on them because he he hurt them back and they're like as he died basically. Um, with Illy shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> Did you leave his ass intact? No, we well, blew that up specifically. His face, but um. <laughs> we made sure to blow up just his ass. That's no! how we killed him. You monsters. I'll get you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get one of those, like, you know, why are you like this <laughs> kind of <laughs> moments? Uh, and, and Blackwater is like a, is a simplistic but effective uh, archetype of character of just, oh, well, I'm strong. We have power. They don't. <laughs> what are they, what, what are they going to do? Cry about it? You know, the, the standard. I mean, they did. <laughs> but then we killed them. But they're they're a pretty standard like uh like which isn't bad like it's it's an effective type of antagonist of just oh well we're strong they're weak if they if we were weak we wouldn't be able to survive like that's just the way things are you know just sort of the sort of like social Darwinianism style supervillain kill everyone in the house they was home <laughs> to test my abilities <laughs> uh. And you know it, it makes it makes for a makes for a good uh, uh, person that like I, I don't know they're, they're like I, I'm always a fan of every time like hired gun like oh you just made the shit list because <laughs> she's pretty good at keeping that list like keeping keeping that list list honest so 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of our major rules. Never like always adhere to the letter of the contract, and no one leaves the shit list to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping Blackwater gets her as hard. We also uh, they also figure out that uh, ba ba ba. Um, uh, higher gun is addicted to painkillers, which you know, kinda, yeah, <laughs> you could see from space, but you know the actual character has been in denial of it uh, for a while now. Um, and Blackwater, H- like HG even is not good about confronting herself. It's, it's, it's <laughs> shocker. Very poor on self reflection. <laughs> but uh, Blackwater uses it in another way to like kind of like you know spit on her, like you know. Uh, Haha, you're addicted. And also, we're the only one that can supply with medics right now. <laughs> and you're probably fiending pretty hard right now. I don't know. I, I like I like that, like, and like again, it's just a contrast like Smooth Tongue. Like Smooth Tongue was just a dumb baby idiot who happened to be like in the right place at the right time thing. Where this person is like deliberately establishing the levers into which they can ply the protagonist with control. Like, we have your family. We have um we have you dead to rights. We will just kill you if you don't agree with you. Also, you, you're you a liability because you're a drug addict, and I can use that against you. Um, It's great. It's a it's a good villain. It makes you hate them a lot uh, really fast, even though they've just been introduced into the story. Uh, reintroduced with the rest of the party. Um, We learn a weird factoid that I don't know how it sits with me, in my opinion, because it's like... It feels a bit, like, retroactive. But, like... Flair had something of a relationship going with high stakes, apparently, which feels like news to me. <laughs> I mean, it is first person from the perspective of somebody who didn't notice up to this point that they were either gay or had a uh, painkiller addiction. That's fair. I think it gets <laughs> mentioned at one point that Flair is probably bi as well, but because uh, I think he makes mention of like he he makes like a weird mention of them being similar. Uh, like that um but that's that's like the, the the thing i just found like more weird was that he had like interest in high stakes because that felt a little bit out of, out of nowhere i don't know it's fine though like as far as it goes though i do i do like the line about it though where he says like um you know i know everybody has their price so i was just sort of hoping that his was a little higher and it's like oh <laughs> but yeah so he's actually like stab them in the back like the interesting thing about that though is like I, the thing, I was having this like thought as i was like getting ready to do this today is that does that actually count as betrayal as far as house is concerned is the thing i'm interested in like all house wanted to dealt with was i just don't want to pay taxes that's all i care about it depends entirely on if if that deal like is secure like if if uh if if hired gun can like report back uh, in person or through through correspondence uh yeah no it's it's clear <laughs> yeah no 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 fees on shipments going through to to you yeah um, like but, my but one of the one of the things that um smooth tongue offered in specific was like independence was yeah um like a, a secure job prospect out outside of dice with with a lot more leeway so who knows like i i i i almost wish the next time we see a uh, smooth tongue is it's his head mounted to a wall yeah uh, that'd be my in preference. The study of the new uh uh leader of the crimson hoof high stakes yeah because he's definitely a better fit for that kind of operation um 
But also the thing is that High Stakes also feels like he has like chronic bootlicker disease. Yeah, he has lieutenantitis. Yeah. I mean, because he is an anime character fundamentally. Yes. Well, that's that's not fair. The character shows up in live action plenty. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's an archetype, um, but it's not a bad yeah. archetype. Uh It's 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 the um fancy glasses murderer man. I'm I'm sure there must be like some <laughs> easy like I'm sure TV Tropes has a has yeah. it covered somewhere in that uh, stink pit, but uh, by God, I'm not gonna look. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he so yeah, he definitely has like chronic like. Uh, I say that, but my hand is moving toward the mouse. I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably like sadistic glasses is probably like the like trope. I think, um, but yeah, he's got that like chronic like uh, a middle manager. Uh, disease, uh, the assistant manager of McDonald's uh, syndrome, and so I can't imagine him like leading the Crimson Hoof. But the yeah. thing is, is that like my my speculation, my like really out there speculation, is that like they're gonna come back to Dice and they're gonna be like, oh, so the Crimson Hoof are just like one of the factions now. Like they've just they have because like the one thing that like the Crimson Hoof has is manpower, and that's like the one thing that Dice is kind of lacking to some degree is manpower like just sheer numbers just because the fact there's like a walled city that's hard to get people in and out of so people who are like willing to work for the gangs feels like you know relatively limited uh so i could easily see a a cell for like the crimson hoof or now here and fucking with everybody it just occurred to me that i think for several episodes I've, i've 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 i keep coming back to discussing the thing I want most to to see from um, Smooth Tongue next is to he's already dead. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, like, like that is spe- like that I, is a hundred percent what I would prefer, but it's what I, my my speculation. Yeah, I, I I definitely don't think it's going to happen, but like my ideal like outcome is that we we come back to him and like Molly has already killed him. Yeah, like for for some reason that like just jibes with me. I don't I don't know I don't have yeah. a, uh, just just the a idea that he's just, reasons. He's just so. he's just on somebody else's shoe like a fucking s- yeah. stick of gum, kind of kind of situation. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, uh, I guess we should actually like, move along. Um, so yeah, they're gonna be sent in. Ooh, like, like it could be a callback to Benny. Like the next oh, time we see yeah. him, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'd be down for that. Uh, but anyways, moving along. Uh, she, uh, she's given, like, a paltry supplies, which, again, is another thing I like about this, because it's very often, like, both video games and stories do that weird thing where it's like, okay, we're seeing you into a dangerous situation as a, like, as a mind detector, but also, like, we're still giving you all your guns and gear back, and it's because, you know, it's a video game, but, like, it's still a weird thing to do for a villain, um, so I like that it's like, oh, yeah, we're just gonna give you, like, some crap armor, uh, this singular EMP device that you stole from us in the first place, and a pat on the back. Good luck. Thumbs up. Hoofs up. Get to it, tiger. Yeah. I, I believe in you. Because otherwise... I honestly don't, but it works out fine either way. I would say that the back half of this chapter is not my favorite. Um... But it's because it's the the thing I find always is the weakest in basically any Fallout story, which is wandering around a sort of miscellaneous bunker mm. that's 
dangerous but in a way that's kind of like illusory because it's all robots and robots don't have like character to them so you just get told danger is happening now it's not necessarily it's not really a problem with the story like i think it's actually written quite fine it's just it's a thing that my a tendency that my eyes tend to glaze over is like and then you know fallout dungeon happens now uh moment that is like you know it's the moment in a in, if it was the real video game i'd be like okay let me just pop on a podcast real quick as i like take out this like hold vault of uh zombie robots or whatever um man i i i'm having flashbacks because i just got through mainlining tyranny <laughs> which is in the same genre of game as like the old school fallouts and, and it had the exact same oh okay well, yeah the part that i was invested in is like on hiatus while i travel through this goddamn dungeon yeah like, yeah like crank up a podcast so that there's something to listen to and engage me while while, I'm, I, like, while I'm fighting f- 57 rats while or whatever I do door puzzles and like yeah step on step on zombies and rats or whatever yeah like it isn't all bad a big a big emphasis on this is that like this structure is haunted in the similar way that the like tunnels underneath dice are so uh all of those like familiar hallucinatory feelings are coming back in full force oh yeah they, they got they got the spooky zone down here in these tunnels gone to the deep tunnels artium um and so that part's fun uh but the thing uh, the interesting like wrinkle in this particular chapter about it is that she's no longer ignoring them completely and has now started to like you know, um, unconsciously really interrogate the ghosts. Yeah, unconsciously vocalize her response to it. It's it's a sort of like it's a it's a schizophrenia thing. But this is I think this is another like this might be another instance of people claiming that um, our author Odysseus ripped off Somber. And I don't know which one came first, but like this is more intriguing than any of the like spooky zone stuff that happened in PH. Yeah. As we often say with this story is that if even if stuff is inspired or ripped off of the thing we didn't like, we don't care because that sucks. <laughs> this one did it better. <laughs> yeah. Almost unilaterally, it has done better in every conceivable way. Um, in every in every noted instance. <laughs> it's honestly... Systematically. <laughs> almost as if that was like... <laughs> uh, almost on purpose, it feels... But, uh, yeah, she, so, like, the thing about it, like, the thing I like about it is that she's, like, uh, as she's going through the tunnels, she's, like, hallucinating. And also, uh, an additional, uh, thing, because they're kind of just sort of skimming around it, because we're, so, so the actual thing is, there's, they they talk about the idea that, like, okay, this is a mega spell factory, which is scary, because even if it's a decommissioned one, Steel Rangers having access to an entire, like, manned bunker uh, is a terrifying prospect that's way too much power for them to have. Uh, that's a consideration. There's also, like, a weird voice talking on the radio type thing, like a sort of, like, madman yelling about damn zebra insurgents, uh, you know, kind of kind of rambling. Uh, I have no idea if it's supposed to be, like, an artificial intelligence or if it's just a, like, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the, the curtain type uh, reveal that's coming. But, yeah, we've also got that to contend with. There's a lot of uh, running or running and running away. 
uh, moments because they like which I do like because they just don't have guns like they just that is a factor of this of this uh, sequence. They are entirely without weapons. Uh, they have to like pick up weapons on the way, and they're all you know, of course, crap, moldy, rusted guns from the before times. So they're all hunks of junk, anyways. We also learn that Silver has developed something of pyrophobia. Uh, now, it, because of, you know, burning that child alive, that she's just sort of is like, general fire has become a weird stressor for her uh, that she can't be around anymore. Uh, there is a part where she's like hallucinating from the like spooky zone environment, and it makes her just like see like a burning child crawl out of the fire, and she has to be like dragged away from by her, uh, by her, her, her nerds. Uh, she like <laughs> leap into the fire to try and save that child <laughs> this is why you gotta keep around some nerds <laughs> yes well, it, well that's the thing is that like for the most part like serenity uh especially seems to just be like pretty immune to this stuff flair has demons for sure but he definitely seems to be able to like cope with them a lot better and silverstorm is just a mess that's just she's just a mess um Speaking of messes and another weirdly similar thing that happens in in uh, in PH, there's a bit in this where uh, they talk about like you know, it's like uh, damn uh, hired gun you look pretty grisly uh, these days. Uh, have you been in? Have you seen a mirror lately? Um, you'd think that like they even say like you'd think that like Blackwater should would have showed you like right away just to mess with you. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, but we get a we get a, a full view, we get a full description view of like what a post meatball surgery hired gun looks like now, and she is mangled beyond belief on one side of her face. She mm. she's been jokerfied. She's covered in like crisscrossing pink scars all over her face. You know, because it establishes the idea that like yeah. Scars don't heal oh, the way wounds do. So, Batmare comes back in the picture and screams, Harvey! Yes. And, like, no one understands. Yes, no one knows it. Least of all, Batmare. Like, I, don't, yes. I don't know what came over me. Yeah. But, but yeah, so she looks a little bit worse for wear. Um... This is a this is another really weird minor. It's really nitpick. hard to flip a coin without a thumb. <laughs> it's just a really big coin. <laughs> uh, it, has to, it has to like stomp on the like outer edge. Yeah, so it <laughs> flips it from that like that like like flipping up a skateboard. <laughs> so anyway, back to the stuff. Um, but yeah, this is like a weird like thing because this you know this happened in PH as well where like there's like a single chapter where we get to see like what. Uh, BJ's face looks like without all the skin on it because you know she's like half cyber by that point and it's you know it's garish and that's the thing that's like stuck with me like for a long time obviously since I'm bringing it up now but the thing that always really bugged me specifically about PH is it spends so much time telling you just just how hot Blackjack is we promise mm -hmm. she, <laughs> in addition to everything else she's also just a smoking babe if a horse could breast boobily she would <laughs> fucking I forgot I put in my notes this, but they actually get to where they need to put their pa the password in this episode, and I need to actually like, find the like thing because I didn't write the thing in my notes, which is annoying of me. 
I should have found a detail that I couldn't remember where it was. Uh, okay. Um, so they get they get the password in. They find like a detail that's like basically like a like that's written on the terminal, which is like, hey. So it turns out that like, uh, like it's like a note that's like, okay, we're gonna we have like this the, the password key that's on this pip buck is something of like a master lock. It can like open every door in this building. Which seems stupid, and the the terminal even acknowledges that, and that's why this password has like an upward number of uses of like times it can be put onto a pip buck, uh, and before it deletes itself, and also like it's rigged so that if like the person who's like <clears throat> has the pip buck gets killed, then the pip buck like fries itself or like fries the password off of it. Which you know whatever pip bucks are magic; they can do whatever they want. Um... <laughs> Who am I to ju Who are we to judge? Uh, <laughs> the workings of the pickpocket. But she... So they, they get, like, a bit of an insight of, like, okay, so this is probably actually why they kept you alive. And, like, I kind of like this. Like, I like that it's, like, it's, like, contradictory information to what Blackwater said. Like, it's not just because you're, like, the canary in the coal mines for us. It's because, um... We actually need you to go in there, but didn't want to tell her that. Because that yeah, wouldn't give her a position of power. Yeah, uh, it would give give the the rube too much leverage. Yeah, and that's a Which reason. Also, like that, again, <laughs> yeah, good. Cool. It's good. Well, it's actual guile, which is like yeah. a thing that's rare in this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so they have they they learn that little tidbit. Uh, fucking, I have in my notes, and because I, I got mad at this, because it like they like. Flair basically scrubs through the information because uh, Silverstorm is barely literate anyways. Uh, but And Flair would, like, know this stuff. Uh, and he makes reference to, like, how, like, Caledonia had dealings with basically everybody to build this base. Like, the way that this base got built in the first place was that, like, Walkirk, the guy that built the city uh, of Paradise, contracted Stable Tech and the military into funding the damn thing into getting built. Uh, so that's why it, like... They, they basically that was the only way they could get it made in the first place but so it, like that way like but this way like basically like every organization in equestria had some dealings with this base getting made because it's just it's it's just a um it's like a what was it called like it's it's just missile platforms in cuba type situation like it's we put we put a mega spell like like I don't it doesn't really put it in these terms but it's like what I'm interpreting from it is that as far as it like like the logic is, is like Caledonia is like probably like closer to zebra territory and its allies and so and and because we know in the past they fought like a proxy war with minotaurs because of course they did and minotaurs were like allied with the zebras as far as I understand but this is just having a base that's like in a place where they can fire it way closer to wherever it needs to hit. Um, so it makes sense, uh, as a building that exists. Uh, but I got mad at this because it makes reference to the OIA, which is a fucking thing that's only in Project Horizons. And it's done this a couple of times where it's made allusions to other stories. Um, usually kind of, like, in cheeky ways. There's an early, uh, there's a, ch like, last chapter, I forgot to mention about this, but there's, like, a weird joke that's really just a joke only for fans, uh, like, and I mean, like, diehard fans, like, me in specifics type <laughs> level of diehard fans, where it, there's a joke that 
uh, Silverstorm makes about uh, Pimprick, the like hero mother and daughter duo, and making reference to like they're like a small time version of an existing hero type feel, and they like run through a bunch of like sidecar names for like like securities deputy little ghost's apprentice and it's just like a bunch of references that like only exist if you read all of the stories <laughs> uh which is funny but it's just weird it's a it's it's surreal when you think about it for two seconds um but i don't know i don't like mentioning i don't like the existence of the oia being referenced here because I have a lot of opinions about how, like, Project Horizons is bad. I made 72 episodes of it. You should go listen to those if you haven't listened to them already for some reason. And this is your first episode. Uh, we spend Why a lot of time. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's a weird thing to do, you weirdo. Uh, I should know because it's the sort of thing that I would do. And I wouldn't recommend anything about me to anyone. What um, are you doing? But yeah, I, I don't recommend the inclusion of the OIA. It's, it's a bad time. But gosh, um, man, I've read, like uh, my notes are a little bit over all over the place for this chapter because I kind of read this chapter in like piecemeal because I initially was like, OK, I'm excited. I really want to read like what happens next chapter. Like I was really excited to see where like this story was going to go. And so I read a bunch of it in one go and then put it down and then picked it up later in the week and kind of stuff. And so like my memories of like the things that have happened in this chapter are a little sketchy, even with my notes here. So I must apologize on that. Like, like I said, like most of it is just robot fight time happens, uh, and a mysterious voice on the on the on the thing. And I, I honestly had to like reread just just before we started this episode, uh, the ending because I like actually like couldn't keep it in my mind what happens at the end. Um, because this is really like, this is like part one of a like very micro arc type chapter, like it's very clear that whatever's going to happen next is like immediately following what happens in this chapter. But they like escape the robots and manage to get into like a room that I like, I think is a Metagus spell launching facility by the way it's described because it's like described as like a very clinical laboratory environment with like, with like very like specifically structured walls and, like, numbers painted everywhere for, like, the different, like, booths it kind of feels like it's describing. And there's just, like, a giant wall of monitors and stuff. So, like, my speculation on what this room is, is it's a... It was, like, the mega spell launching, like, room. Like, it's, it's you know, the, the physical mm. room where they, like, arm and prime and then, like, send them. And then the monitors are all for, like observation from a distance type situation that's uh, just my instincts though this isn't my first uh, mega spell room description <laughs> um uh, but yeah and the sort of last thing that we get capped <laughs> off is like I, I have a hard time understanding like okay let me just like I, I should just like read the last like two chapters like two two paragraphs just to get a good sense of it so closing the door, I made sure to ch uh, uh, Serenity was all right before looking around. It was a large room with a series of semicircular tables with many terminals, all arched around the far wall. A wall, I should mention, that was covered from floor to ceiling and monitors. On each monitor was a rotating view of hallways, factories, and... What the hell was that room? In the center of the monitors was 
one three times as large as any other. There was something about it that was enchanting, and it seems Flare and Serenity thought so as well, uh, as we all moved closer to get a better look. Even with the threat of death by vaporation, I had to see. The large room in the screen seemed to be in a strange shape, with 16 different walls, each the same length, making it a strange shape. I could only see half the room, so I guessed. Um, on each of the walls, I could see a number painted and circled in strange runes. The floor was covered in a mosaic of a white so pure it made the rest of the room, the rest of the facility look dirty, and a pattern so strange and arcane I couldn't make head or tail of it. In the center of the room was a chamber there with a empty space without tiles, dyed a deep blue. It was just large enough for a pony. Uh, so yeah, that's my speculation that that is a like a mega spell launching like mm. room, because we know especially because we know that equestrian mega spells weren't missiles; they were just mass ritual castings and the last thing we get is like i guess like a shadow figure of like a pony that like flickered it like flickers to life um and the last thing they get inside of it is it's like head turning all the way around uh, and its eyes are just burning pits of fire yeah sadly also we got no new perk they have they have not leveled up (laughs) Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I mean, all you did was get shot. <laughs> uh, You've collected some new scars. Congratulations. <laughs> Plus one to intimidation. But yeah, that's our chapter, right. though. Um, I think it was a pretty good one. Um, I don't think we did the best job, like, doing it. Uh, but I think that we there's sort of extraneous circumstances uh, with covering this chapter. It's a good chapter. It's just that like it's that thing that always happens, and I feel always like inclined to apologize for it. Is it's hard to talk about chapters that are like mostly fight scenes because it's just one of those things of like, and then fight happens, and there's not like it like the moment to moment is exciting, but only as you're reading it, and it's like hard to like review. Yeah. Um, after the fact, unless it's, like, a particularly interesting yeah, scene. Yeah, it can only really, really, like, cover, like, particular highlights, if, if any. Yeah, so chapters that are, like, half-fight scenes always feel like they're a little bit, like, f- rushed by us, so I apologize for that. But, but it's, it's not as though we, we had a lack of things to say. Like, yeah, of course. At least on the recording, Mark, we're nearing we're 50 minutes here. So. Yeah. Um. So around this time, unless there's anything else you'd have to... Yeah. Uh, around this time, we inform you that you can email us. Um, uh, Jingles grows hungrier by the day. I, I, I fear um, his 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 terrible um, uh, correspondence lust. Uh, soon he will jam me into the mail, if only so that I can read myself on air. It's happened before. <laughs> Jingles has uh, killed before. He will again. <laughs> So please, why do you think please. weirds in a jute box? <laughs> For my sake, if nothing else, please send your 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 mail. Um, anything, uh, say say anything that comes to mind uh, to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. You could also check out our respective twitters. Mine is at weirdingtone, twitter.com. Uh, Fize is considerably more active, but also uh, terribly horny. Um, uh, so that's not safe for work or appropriate for minors, but it is at thouartfi at twitter.com. We also have a cool Discord you can check out that's similarly not safe for work. Um, no part of it is safe for work yet. 
Yet weirdly, like it is so not safe for work that we don't have a dedicated not safe for work channel uh, for the art. It, it, all art goes in the same hole. Um, uh, 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 incredible illustrations of cute bonnies mm-hmm. uh, and, and big titties going the same <laughs> side by side. It's a it's hell a, of a scroll. It's a, it's a, it's a strange. A, we live in a strange server. Um, <laughs> I live there. It's my house. Um, I have 800 people living in my house now. Um, uh, and but... I haunt it. Um, so yeah, check us out uh, at, at, at those destinations, at those web zones. Yeah. Um, uh, but until you do, uh, we'll catch you on the other side of those rainbows onward! From, from sunshine, sunshine and rain!